Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Jen Chavez, in this week for Dave Miller. The James Beard Awards had a strong showing from Oregon this year, particularly spotlighting the work of chefs and other creators of color in the Portland food scene. Winning the reality or competition visual media category was a video documenting a takeover of the Multnomah Whiskey Library by the Portland Vietnamese food cart Mata. It was produced by All the Homies Network, a YouTube channel documenting the experiences of Portland BIPOC food creators. Richard Van Lay is a member of the All the Homies Collective and the owner of Mata, and he joins me now. Richard, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and first of all, huge congratulations on the James Beard Award news. <laughs> thank That's you. That's amazing. Um, so the winning video that I just mentioned spotlighted a restaurant takeover you did serving your food to folks at the Multnomah Whiskey Library. Can you start by telling us a bit more about what that event was and how it came together? Yeah, so uh, I have a really good friend named Kimiko. She is the marketing manager at uh, the Whiskey Library. And when she first took on the role, she approached me with an idea of doing uh, kitchen takeovers in the Whiskey Library because they wanted to help diversify and um, essentially uh, do some more outreach into communities of color. Mm. And so when she initially approached me with this idea, I told her it was like a really good idea because I felt like just historically the Whiskey Library was always deemed as like a pompous white um affluent uh, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And so with her stepping into this role, she wanted to help bring some more color into the place, essentially. And so when she initially approached me, I told her it was a great idea. And then the next thing she, <laughs> the next thing she, you know, she like hits me up and goes, hey, uh, so we got a green light and I want to have you in the lineup. So when do you want to come take over? I was like, oh, tight. Like we finally <laughs> get to do this? Fire. So yeah, that's pretty much how the project took off. And I'm very thankful to Kimiko for even offering me the opportunity. She's always been a, been a huge supporter of the brand and, and what we have going on. And so essentially when we got to do this takeover, it helped me put um, put myself in a situation where I had to test my skill set of being a chef and figuring out if I could, you know, really plate my food and present it in a way where – because, you know, I work in a food cart. So to be able to, like, have the food be presented in a way where it was – more elegant and just like fine touches and stuff like that it was it was a lot of fun so yeah i wanted to ask about that because yeah you normally work in this food cart environment i actually also used to work in a cart for a few years so i know it's this very particular kind of workspace with particular needs for how things flow and work day to day and it is probably very different for a multi-course sit-down dinner so how did you prepare for this event how do you do prep for events like this um, I mean, just for some context, prior to COVID, uh, we used to actually plate all our food at the cart. So we would make it like feel like a micro restaurant kind of feel. Oh, so cool. it wasn't too far off from what I had been working uh, working towards. But just obviously due to COVID, everything went into takeout containers. And so I essentially disregarded that whole aspect of Mata for a good while. And so to be presented with this opportunity to be in the Whiskey Library and doing like a coursed meal um, was a lot of fun in the sense of like, I got to tap back into that side of myself that I essentially 
purge just because of COVID. And to be able to do it in this manner was, it was, it was dope. That's all I can really say. <laughs> uh, uh, in terms of like prep for it, I mean, the nice thing about doing like a course out meal is that you essentially just prep everything beforehand, aside from like the things that need to be made uh, made on on site. But like I, I, did, I did like a braised pork belly dish that you know I braised everything beforehand. Um, we like picked all the herbs and and picked all the greens and stuff beforehand before we got to the whiskey library. So most of the prep really gets done before we even arrived to um, the venue. And so pretty much for us is just like figuring out uh, what. Like, you know, you have, like, two separate prep lists, like, the one that's, like, off-site, and then you just handle all the off-site stuff, so, like, everything from, like, sauces to uh, veg to braise things or whatever, or part-cooked things, and then you show up to the whiskey library, and then you have the things that you make on the fly, so, like, you know, like, searing a steak or, um, what was it, like, finishing garnishes and all that kind of stuff. And so the nice thing was that, like, my business partner and I, we... We're, I, I, I guess you could say that we were pretty good at managing our time in this situation where we just, like, figured out, like, oh, this is, like, the major prep list of, of all the off-site stuff. Let's handle all this first, and then we'll head over to the Whiskey Library and finish while we're there. And so, yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, not not too crazy in terms of preparation-wise. Yeah. And I, honestly, I understand why this video won an award because watching it, I was really moved by hearing you talk about how the dishes you chose were inspired by some of the women in your family and your life. How have they and their recipes influenced you? Uh, I mean, so the the name Mata itself is actually my mom's saint name. Um, so when my mom passed away, it was put on her tombstone. And that's essentially when I figured out, like, oh, this could be the brand of, like, or the, the name of my brand. Um, so already, like, the business is built around this idea of paying homage to my mom. So a lot of, like, the dishes that we make on the cart or just, like, that I try to present in general are homages to my mom's memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so already just with that, like, you know, I have a, a a precursor of, like, understanding that without the women in my life, I wouldn't be in this position that I am now, you know? So, to, you know, on top of that, it's like I have I had two other great, like, uh, female role models in my life. One was my grandma. Uh, I grew up with her from, like, I want to say, like, 8 to 10 years old. Like, I lived with her. And so, you know, I, I, I definitely benefited in the fact of that she would always make me, like, these extravagant Vietnamese dinners and, like, we'd have specific dishes that resonate with me and, like, I, I always refer back to if I'm, like, say, if I miss my grandma, I'll make this dish for myself and just be, like, tapped into that, um, to that feeling again. And then her oldest daughter, uh, my auntie Beckham, um, she's actually the one who taught me a lot of, like, the like the understandings of using like fish sauce and like ginger and all those things because post my mom passing away like I, I wasn't really cooking Vietnamese food before my mom passed away and then once my mom passed I was like oh like I don't really have like a connection to um to my culture as much anymore and so especially because like my grandma had already passed away and then my mom passed away and so like at this point my only real like resource was my auntie and so I tapped in with my auntie a lot to figure out, like, oh, like, how do I use fish sauce for, like, this dish? Or how do I use, um, like, perilla for this, like, it's a specific type of herb that you use for, like, certain dishes and stuff like that. So she really helped me figure out, like, all the intricacies and all the stuff. So, and so having those three, like, women in my life were, like, just, like, essentially a foundation for what Mata is now. Yeah. 
And like, how does it feel to you to prepare and eat these foods that you grew up eating as a Vietnamese American kid? What does that bring up emotionally for you? Uh, it just feels like in my home, honestly. Like, it's like the best way to put it is just whenever I make specific dishes that remind me of, say, like my grandma. So they, there's a dish called gan chua, which is like a catfish spicy sour soup. It's like pretty quintessential. Um, at least in my memory, my grandma still makes the best version of it. And so anytime I make it for myself, I think of like, oh, like, how does how does Banoi make this? And then I just like try to re, like, you know, re, uh, tap into that like memory bank and see if I, like, if I can like try to recreate it to a certain degree. It's been like obviously like a really long time since I've had it since she's made it. But like <laughs> I definitely try to like find myself um, toying with these recipes to make sure that I can get it as close as I can to like how my OGs made it before me, you know. And so having that as like a like as a base to work off of has been a lot of fun in terms of like channeling my identity into the food, you know? Yeah. And, you know, not just eating this food, but like, how does it feel for you to share this with other folks who come into your cart or some of your restaurant takeovers or pop-ups? Sometimes it feels surreal, you know, Mm. like um, when I first moved to, I've been in Portland for five years now and when I first got here, there wasn't, like, a ton of representation in terms of, like, Vietnamese food. Like, for the most part, most restaurants only sold, like, pho or bun mi. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until, like, a few years later that I learned that there were restaurants, like, off 82nd that were doing, we call it hang style, which is, like, restaurant-style Vietnamese food. So it's, like, stuff like that soup I talked about and, like, braised pork belly and all this kind of stuff. Like, I didn't find that until, like, maybe my third or fourth year of living in Portland, but... Prior to that, I felt like the rep- representation, especially within the city, was just mainly pho and bun mi. And so, like, I wanted to make it a point to not serve those dishes so that way we could open up the dialogue of, like, what Vietnamese food um, actually is as opposed to just, like, the stereotypical stuff that's, like, kind of put in your face. Yeah. So, Richard, I want to turn now to all the Homies Network, which this video from your restaurant takeover is a part of. Um Tell me, how did you get involved with this network in the first place? Uh, it all really started with, so the, the the director of All the Homies Network is Mike Trung, um, who I consider like a true visionary and mm. strategist. Like he's he's been working on getting a James Beard Award for ten years, and so oh wow, like he's been, he's been submitting videos for ten years, and it was it was upon the creation of All the Homies that was like the thing that got him the award. And I met Mike, I want to say, like, two and a half years ago at this point. And he just, like, DM'd me on Instagram. and was like, hey, uh, I want to, like, come shoot a video of you, da, da, da. And I already seen his work before because he had, you know, like, just through industry stuff, I see that he's shot, like, a bunch of, like, my friends in industry. Mm. And so I thought he was just, like, coming up to, like, shoot, like, a one-minute video of me. I was like, cool, we can just do a little highlight reel. It's pretty chill, you know? Um, <laughs> and then uh, we were, you know, he's like, oh, I just want to come, like, hang out and talk with you for, for a little bit just to, like, see, you know, what the vibe is, whatever. And so he pulled up to the cart. We, hang, we hung out, and we just, like, talked for, like, I want to say, like, 45 minutes. Oh. Just, like, about, like, life. And I, I you know, I asked him questions about his upbringing because he's born and raised in Portland. Um mm. And, like, for me, like, to meet, like, a native Portland Portlander is uh, is really cool just because, like, I get to learn about their experience of growing up in the city because I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm a transplant, you know? So it's, like, to learn about, like, the Vietnamese-American experience of living in a city like Portland is really, really interesting for me. So we vibe, like, a lot on just, like, this conversation. And then I would say, like, maybe at the 40th minute he goes, yeah, so uh, the real reason why I wanted to come 
talk with you is not because I wanted to shoot like a highlight reel of you, but I wanted to f- shoot like a feature film about you. And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, oh, uh, yeah. So I want to shoot like a 90 minute, 90 minute documentary about you and your life. I was like, yo, what, what are you talking <laughs> about, bro? So this like threw me, it threw me like, a, it threw me off super bad. Um, but yeah, so essentially like Mike and I met through this interaction and he's been following me around with a camera for, you know, like two and a half years or whatever. And so, um, yeah, just like upon this relationship that we built, like, you know, like we've, uh, we run into other people, like we met other people who are now part of the network. So, uh, in my time that I got to know Mike, like I got to meet Ian Williams from Deadstock and we became really close, uh, Kim Dam from Portland Cafe, who actually makes the coffee for Mata. So, like, we already had, like, a working relationship before that. But then come to find out that Kim and Mike actually went to high school together. And they oh. had, like, a rapport from, like, high school. And then uh, the homies Ethan and Jerry from Baon, uh, Kainan, they, um, they actually moved down here from Seattle and uh, opened a food cart because... <laughs> just for a little context, I went to Seattle and tried their food, and they were just doing pop-ups, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, why are you just doing pop-ups? You should, like, really consider making this, like, a whole business. And I told him, like, Portland's, like, thirsty for, for Filipino food, so maybe think about it. And he just said, or Ethan just goes, okay, and then just moved out here, <laughs> opened a cart, and just, like, started a whole business. So Ethan and Jerry Leong are also part of all the homies, and then... There's also Lisa Nguyen, who owns Heyday Donuts, and she's actually from San Jose, where I'm from, and so it's, like, really cool. Like, we have this, this like, connection of being from the same, even, like, the same side of town. So just, like, within the, the network, like, when we say it's all the homies, it's, like, literally all the homies. Like, we all have rapport with each other to a certain degree, and then we just all have become essentially a family. And so the the creation of the network is really based off of who do we really, like, rock with on a regular basis and so like i see ian at least twice a week you know and even with like our crazy lives like we still see each other i see all the homies like whenever we have a moment to just like catch up and hang out and just um and now like our our collective has grown into like having just more than just like the the base talent but like having um so we initially started with five businesses but we now have a six and it's called salvi donuts it's um a play off of Salvadorian and Vietnamese, and so she's doing uh, pandan donuts like in multiple flavors. And um, she just started the business, and it's really cool. And so we're excited to see where where it takes off. But she's now like the sixth edition of like another business into all the homies. And so um, yeah, I mean like overall, like we're <laughs> as a collective, we just have this really cool ec- eclectic group of people who now we we also have like photographers that are part of the collective. Now we have uh, producers on set that help us get everything going so i think we have like 12 12 people within the network or something like that it's pretty wild yeah so folks if you're just tuning in we're talking right now with richard van lay owner of the vietnamese food cart mata in portland and member of the all the homies network so richard just like watching through some of your videos like in general i feel like this network is really expanding the boundaries of what food-related content is. It's not just like reviews and recipes and how-tos. It's about your lives and all of you as whole people too. Why do you think having something with that like broader scope is important? I mean, the main goal for the network overall is representation. Mm. 
you know, like Portland has already been kind of deemed as like a white city, right? And so to showcase that like we have a collective, like it's literally all people of color. We don't have any, not to, you know, not to be biased, but we, just, we don't have any white folks in our collective. And um, so we're all just BIPOC folks who feel that if we're going to really change like the optics and the perspective of Portland, then as a collective, we should be doing that together. And so a big part of it for us is just to push this idea that Portland is changing and we are part of the change. And I think it's important that we recognize and acknowledge the fact that, you know, Portland five years ago when I first got here was very different than the Portland I I live in now. You know, like my day-to-day interactions are mainly with people of color now. And so I think like part of the whole thing within all the homies is that we're trying to exude this lifestyle of we found like our peoples and and we want to keep building off of this community and so i think the overall goal really for us is just to really prove that uh portland is changing in a really dope and and diverse way yeah um what do you think like winning a james beard award like this does for all the homies network I mean, if I'm being honest, leverage, <laughs> you know, like, uh, we, we were in the same category as Top Chef and Bon Appetit. So it's like two huge names within reality food media. And the fact that we won this award, um, I, I get still kind of like emotional thinking about it because yeah. for the most part, like Mike and I have talked about this numerous times. It's just like how. All the homies is really just about us living our lives and just like pushing out like our lifestyles. You know, it's not even about really anything else but didn't but us just being ourselves. And so, the fact that we won this award on the fact that <laughs> we were just being authentic uh, showed a lot, not just to like us as a collective, but to everyone that uh, is a fan of all the homies. You know, mm-hmm. and so thinking about that and thinking about how impactful that is not even just for like us presently right now but for the future and like how you can you can really just chase dreams you know you can really just like believe that what you have is pure and unique and if you really believe in it you could win a james beard award you know it's like kind of crazy so yeah yeah i mean i want to like go back to what you said about you just won this award being authentic could you talk a little bit more about what you what you mean by that like why it's important to you that that was how um you were spotlighted uh i mean off of my own personal experience of being here in portland i was tokenized when i first got here Mm. and so i think like to to lean away from being tokenized like i actually you know i was i was smart enough to like to address it really early on and then to now be in a position where I'm inherently the person that I am, like, through my identity and just through being Vietnamese-American. And I think, like, that level of authenticity is just found through, like, obviously, like, a lot of, like, introspective work. I did a lot of work internally to to find myself. And I think, like, the person that I am now is what, you know, 15-year-old me wanted to be. And so I'm very proud of this and being able to, like, just exude myself. And so being able to be authentic on camera and be myself and then also be appreciated for it is just further like i've learned recently that i'm a words of affirmation person and so like to to receive all the love and praise from just being myself has you know furthered my 
pursuit of just continuing that level of authenticity. Well, Richard Van Lay, thank you so, so much for joining us. And really congratulations again on this um, award-winning video. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. I've been speaking with Richard Van Lay. He's the owner of the Vietnamese food cart Mata in Portland and a member of the All the Homies Network.